0: Welcome to Pod Part 2 of the Board Bills Box Officers on Dan and Braid Presents. In this show, we're talking every movie that hit number one at the box office in 1993. So go back and check out Part 1 if you missed it. Alright, so next up is Striking Distance. And uh, I could talk about some things that are in Striking Distance right now, but who knows what I'm referring to, except that this was on the chart for one week.
1: So Dave, talk about it. Oh yeah, I forgot to. <laughs> Let me get my notes Wait, up. Wait, what do you mean? We've been doing Let me get this my for Wikipedia hours. Notes up.
2: Uh... Weird that you would stop now. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. At a weird point in the show.
1: Yeah, I just had a weird moment of. Uh... You just like closed all your tabs after uh, doing yeah, I just the, the fugitive. Lost all my tabs. <laughs> Where am I? Okay. Um, Striking Distance is a, is a 1993 American action thriller film, starring. Bruce Willis of New Jersey and it co-stars <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker Dennis Farina and Tom Sizemore directed by Rowdy Harrington and it's budget <laughs> I don't have the budget budget it's also gone also missing uh, <laughs> box office though was 24 million we don't know if that was it's gotta be the, a loss I saw the blue or on the, uh, the red you think? I think so the budget was probably over twenty four million. Well, what were what was like some
2: average budget cost so far this year? Just do you remember any numbers quickly? Uh, I These think movies like, probably
1: like in the tens and twenties. Yeah, because like right. cliff, maybe, maybe not that, maybe it wasn't.
2: Yeah, like a Cliffhanger loss. was like what seventy, no, that was a lot.
0: I feel like for then,
1: what was seventy? Cliffhanger.
2: Oh, Okay, that, that's yeah, that's a big, that's like a a big action movie. films. Okay. Yeah. I guess when I think of big budget, for some reason, I'm thinking of more modern like five hundred million stuff. Like right.
1: Well, okay, so the the move the last movie we covered, The Fugitive, was forty four million on the okay. budget. Okay. Yeah, so that's about yeah. They're both action films, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> um so okay, so
1: I, I didn't see this movie. Right. I can see to Dan. I don't know anything about yeah. it but except I that Bruce Willis either. is from
2: New Jersey. <laughs> uh Brandon, you did not see this one either? No, I did not. Okay, so I watched it last week. So a couple things to point out: Bruce Willis's character's name is Tom Hardy. Very, funny. <laughs> <laughs> really. His name is Tom Hardy in the movie. Very fun. Okay. Very funny. Okay. Um, it's it was okay. There's some like fun, like kind of extreme moments in it. You know, this it, it is a true thriller. Not a super memorable movie. You know, it's it's okay. I'll say I'll say it's okay. I'd say. Of the ones I watched for the first time this week, it's like in the middle um with um the firm being the best did we okay. talk about did we talk about that already? <laughs> we did yeah <laughs> um, and then probably dragon being second um and then the, maybe I guess this is third with cap and a half at the very bottom um and <laughs> So okay, so this movie to walk you through it a little bit, you have Bruce Willis is a part of this like uh, I was going to say crime family. He's not. It's a cop family. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a family of police officers. His dad is the old guy from Fraser. You know what I'm talking about that actor. That's He's not, also in Moonstruck.
0: Uh, no, oh, not. his so dad to me.
2: His dad in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Old guy from Fraser. That's John. How I him. Yeah. Mahoney, right? I don't know his
1: name. But, I, think, I think it's something like that.
2: And so it's like a big cop family. Like his cousin's a police officer. Okay, yeah. Um. So Bruce Willis...
1: John Mahoney, yes.
2: His okay, yeah. partner brothers guy. is his cousin, I'm pretty sure, in the beginning of the movie. And the movie starts with Bruce Willis basically going on trial and admitting that his partner which is his cousin was doing very corrupt stuff like i think um uh, what was it specifically it was like um he oh it was um like uh, abusing i think like an like an african-american um like excessive force excessive force damn Um, was this a
1: distant cousin (laughs) Is that why it's called Striking Distance? You know, he's striking that, at his distant cousin. That would make a lot of
2: sense, but given they're like all a big family, all in the same police force in Pittsburgh. The movie <laughs> takes place in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um. So that's how the movie starts. Bruce Willis well, essentially rats out his partner who uses excessive force, which is and so his cousin the whole and then his cousin kills himself because he's just this ruined his life.
1: Oh man, wow. that's how the
2: movie starts, and so Bruce Willis basically now in this police station with all these basically white racist cops. They're all like, "He's a rat. He's a freaking rat. <laughs> Don't trust that guy. He's a rat." <laughs> that's that's the attitude around Bruce Willis. So because of this, Brandon, the you're cops like this. are a lot like the mob. So, uh, <laughs> it, it honestly, I mean, it felt like that. Yeah, a lot of corrupt <laughs> cops. Okay. Because of this, Brandon, you'll love this. I'm pretty sure The Wire pulled this directly from this movie. Bruce Willis decides to become a boat cop because uh, of this. <laughs> like in The Wire. like uh, Yeah. Um, when M- McNulty. Name? Yeah. McNulty. Um, McNulty. So, and like to kind of
1: separate himself from right. the rest of the, the police force. The land has been coming to <laughs> tense. The land is a little too tense right now for Bruce right. Willis's character so he gets this like
2: chill boat cop job but he, but he was he was like a, a like a an important detective before um like wow just really good but because he ratted out his own cousin um and then the brother of his cousin is Tom Sizemore and like your um so also his cousin yes okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes um He's in, and Tom Sizemore is really good in it. But then, at, when he's a boat cop, Sarah Jessica Parker joins the force, and it's his partner. And it—it's very stupid. Like they, there's like a love story between them, which right. it's just felt very cheap. It's like a oh, a female um, partner on the boat. You guys have to have sex, right? <laughs> like right. It, it was right. very stupid.
1: Right. Um, Wait, so is he always on this boat? Yeah, he like, report- like what kind of boat is it is it big or is it no. like a speed boat? It's like Pittsburgh is kind of
2: like New York in that it's kind of surrounded by this river and you're he's like a river um it's a police river cop. officer look like okay. like just trying to find out illegal things going on in the river like in the beginning of the movie he like stops a guy who's like clearly like drunk driving in his boat like it's <laughs> it like it seems like you know just like this chill shitty job. He's an alcoholic throughout the whole movie. <laughs> oh. But then crimes start happening where bodies are being dumped into the river, and it's um he thinks it's the same killer that he was actually initially investigating in the beginning of the movie. This killer that was responsible for his dad's death in the beginning of the movie, too. I left out some Whoa. stuff. But yeah, it's like it's pretty crazy. Um and then there's like a big twist at the end. Um but not great. Um <laughs> uh, so I'm not really describing it. Great! I wish I would have seen it like yesterday, but uh, it's not completely fresh in my mind. So, um, a lot of twists and turns, but overall, it's it's not this super memorable thing. But
1: this is this is famous for being the first movie that Bruce Willis ever plays a, co- a cop, right? <laughs> yeah, the very first
2: one.
0: <laughs> uh, I I mean, I would definitely check it out. I mean, I like these like action thriller
2: things. Um, yeah, I would say watch it. I would
1: say it's I, probably enjoyable, right?
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I would say I'm watch l- it. Yeah. There's a couple of moments that are like so extreme and insane. Yeah. yeah
0: like that That's yeah. a good cast. Like Brad, Brad Fidel is the guy that did the Terminator score. And, um, okay. Uh, total okay. recall. So like, you know, it could be, I'm uh, oh, sorry. No, not total recall. Um, dun, dun, dun. meant true lies. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is an interesting one, yeah. I because I was not really like really familiar with like you're, I didn't watch not, sex, in a, yeah, sex, sex in the City at all. You weren't in Sex in the City. Wasn't a Sex with the City person. Like the thing I could say I knew her from. You were
1: more of a Carrie, the carry uh, the Carry Diaries. Uh, yeah, was,
0: on the yeah. CW. <laughs> on the CW, yeah, that was more of my thing. <laughs> from, and Sex <laughs> in the City Two, like the sequel, like I loved that um i think the thing i probably knew her best from honestly was mars attacks
3: okay i I love her thing in that
0: and then and she's in footloose too but uh and then but recently because of doing this decade thing like i've seen like i saw la story honeymoon in vegas uh ed and ed wood and it's like oh wow like she had like a really good moment there in the early 90s like pre-sex in the city
1: like i didn't really like know that She's had a uh, and pretty Hocus beefy pr- too. career because it all started in the '80s, pretty strongly. Yeah, she's, she was on Square Pegs, pretty pretty prop popular show. <laughs> pretty popular show.
2: So yeah, I did she's, that get she's passed? maintained her
1: career. But, you know, she still does stuff too. She was on Divorce kind of recently, right? Yeah, and, uh, right? uh I'm sure she's still doing stuff. She was on yeah. Comedians in Cars. She was, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs>
2: Where Jerry and her drive around in a station wagon.
1: Yeah, was, actually, I like that episode. I, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I I would say watch it. Um, br- I mean, Bruce Willis is in some much better movies than this. Um, Houses hair? I was hoping it was going to be more like. Well, Dave did say this. There is no other movie where where Bruce Willis is a cop, but <laughs> I was hoping it would be closer to a a good movie where Bruce Willis was a cop, famously. But uh, it's called Die Hard. <laughs> Um I was hoping no. it would be, I was hoping it would be Die Hard on a Boat. It's not Die Hard on a Boat. All right. <laughs> that's a good title for a sequel for that's, Die Hard. That's uh, a that's speed Speed 2, I think is Die Hard on well, a Boat. Die man. Hard die on a hard Boat on a is boat. pretty is yeah.
0: kind of on un- it's pretty much under siege the Steven Seagal. Okay. Yeah. Uh movie die we hard just talked about because of boat. Fugitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I'll watch it No, someday. I want to ask you before we move on. How is his hair? Is He he still has locks? Oh, he has hair. Yeah. He's okay. got hair in this one, I think.
2: I'm kind of forgetting. I wonder if he wears a wig. He's got hair. Don't know why it's called Striking Distance. Okay. Um, I guess because this- so Is that a boat term? I, I guess because he was a detective and the killer is within Striking Like He's always close to finding out who this killer is. And you're close to family-
0: Your family is within striking distance. Right. (laughs) Um, Cool. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, All right, next up. That was only one week in September. uh, And
1: now we have another week in September for one week is The Good Son. The Good Son, a 1993 American psychological thriller film directed by Joseph Rubin. And distributed by 20th Century Fox. Mm. It was written by English novelist Ian McEwen. Yeah. Uh, it stars Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood, Wendy Crewson, uh David Morse, and also um, Macaulay Culkin's sister, what's her name, Quinn Culkin. As Macaulay Culkin's little sister in this movie, and it's scored by Elmer Bernstein. And oh, wow. it's uh, the budget is 17 million, and the box office was 60.6 million. Um, before you jump in,
2: I got to quickly okay. li- list off some of these movies that were also charting, <laughs> <Sure>. were also <laughs> in the box office. Um, I don't think I would listed them for the Fugitive either, so there's quite a bit because Fugitive was in the box office for. A while, and then they're striking distance. So throughout this time, the other movies have come out. The Meteor Man. My Boyfriend's Back. That Night. The Wedding Banquet. Searching for Bobby Fischer. Heart and Souls. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. (laughs) Uh, The Secret Garden. Manhattan Murder Mystery. Woody Allen, right? Yeah. Uh, The Ballad of Little Joe. Hard target, really good. John Woo, awesome movie. Um King of the Hill, Surf Ninjas, love Surf oh, Ninjas. King of the Hill <laughs> Soderbergh. Um Wider Wider or Wilder? Wilder napalm. Strapped The Man Without a Face. Uh, fatherhood. The, Mel Gibson. But not the it's Fatherhood. It's not the Steve Martin Fatherhood. This is Patrick Swayze. I mean, father no. of the Fatherhood.
1: bride, parenthood,
2: parenthood. Oh, I'm
1: thinking of parenthood. Yeah, this you combine, father of the bride, yeah. the parenthood. <laughs> different, different. Than you Frankenstein them together, yeah. I franken- yeah. Thank you.
2: Okay. Needful things, only the strong. Son of the Pink Panther. Uh, the thing called love. <laughs> calendar yeah, don't, girl. do This is California. Just let go. Club. It. Okay. It's okay, all okay. getting cut out. The real McCoy. True romance. Undercover blues. And the band played on. Household Saints, Jesus. Jesus, the Age of Innocence, Airborne. Oh, great movie! And Into the West. Thank you. <laughs> All
1: right, is that enough? Have you had your <laughs> okay. fucking
2: fill yet? And the Zoom, Brandon muted me, which we've already addressed. Does it matter? <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> I, I just said it in the recording. You guys couldn't hear me. I'll say it another time. Brandon muted me in the Zoom, but as we've addressed on the show, it doesn't matter because I've been Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't even notice. I was just waiting for you to respond to what I was saying. Um, Okay, so you guys, you haven't seen this movie, The Good Son? No. Oh, I thought Dan watched it. I saw it. No, I wanted to. I didn't watch it. I watched it because I'm the best son of all three.
2: Brandon, you've seen it? No. Oh, damn. Okay, just Dave.
1: Okay, good son. Um, the reason why I pointed out this is f- uh, distributed uh, by Twentieth Century Fox is because it-, it has a big deal with like the reason this film got made and why it stars Macaulay Culkin is because uh, Macaulay Culkin's dad said, "We're not doing this movie. We're not doing Home Alone two unless you let M- Max start in- star in um this crazy." dark movie called the good son he was like convinced like my son can play a killer he can play Wait, really? his, like, that's weird real story yeah he oh was like he, he was like we're not and we're not signing on for home alone two unless you uh agree to this movie too oh my god uh, the good son too and they're like yeah all right yeah we want to make this movie sure we'll have the biggest uh child star of the moment play a very creepy uh deranged son oh my god um so I liked it. I liked it. It's not great, but it's very entertaining to see Macaulay Culkin play a demented villain like while he's in his prime run of fame. Right. Like, um, this is a year after Home Alone Two. I'm sure he did movies after this too, right? Yeah. Do-do. Um. Not- Bigger movies. After, I don't. I'm not sure, but he's like 11. Was it, um, he's like 10 or 11 when he did this. Maybe 12. Actually, no, what's like 12, the other 13?
0: big one? Why am I blanking on the big one?
1: Uh, Richie Rich
0: was another. Richie one. Rich. Rich is after this. Yep. Yeah. And, so uh, he
1: returns to kids movies. Yeah. But he has this weird, like, in his peak horror movie. It's it's a, it's a wild movie because it's like a rated R psychological horror film starring kid actors it's him and elijah wood elijah wood is like the his cousin who is he just lost his mom and he has to stay with his cousins macaulay culkin being one of them kind of so it's kind of like striking distance there's a lot of family ties in here (laughs) a lot of family ties going wrong yeah right he's so elijah wood's character he stays with macaulay culkin's family for like uh, three weeks or something like that um and he slowly realizes that Macaulay Culkin is a monster. And he's trying to kill he's trying to kill like his family members. <laughs> um and, and yeah. but Elijah Wood saves saves a day. Um <laughs> It's interesting because like he kind of plays it like Kevin McAllister, honestly. He's like very like, <laughs> like he's kind of like, you know, his his like classic sarcastic kind of a smart aleck and we know yeah. that kevin McAllister is just a ruthless violent guy too yeah. like he's a yeah. violent kid so it's really not that different of a character but he just he has like no empathy he's a like he's a complete right. um lunatic
2: and, and he curses with
1: the clip that you showed. yeah he he drops the f-bomb in a very pivotal scene oh my god <laughs> but um who is this for like why did they make this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the thing like yeah. what like what like, adult fans of Home Alone? Well, and especially <laughs> when when I... So, like, well,
0: yeah, when I saw that it was written by Ian McEwen like that, I guess material-wise, it's not weird, because he does, like, these, like, tight, taught like, family dramas, except they're, you know, either set in, like, older British time periods, foreign cities of, like... There's always, like, some weird, like, psychosexual thing going on. Right. It's, like, kid version of that, but the fact that this, like prestigious British author they hired to write this movie is so strange to me. It's really weird. And then I think when I saw it, like the name of it and I saw it with macaulay Colkin, in my head, I thought it was a sequel to My Girl, a movie I've not seen, but I do okay. know that he's in. So like I just thought it was like, oh they spun it off into the good sun. And so I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. It's just well, like a
1: dumb do you know I mean, I haven't seen my girl, but I, I, I know that like Macaulay Culkin famously dies in that movie. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> I've seen both of them. It's My Girl <laughs> and My Girl Too. Oh,
0: wait, so there's a My Girl Too? Yeah, there is. Is okay, so maybe I thought the, <laughs> I thought the good. The some good some was, my, son girl was too. my Girl 2. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's same and it was people, but him. yeah, no Macaulay in the sequel because he's fucking dies, bro. He's allergic. He dies to from the bee sting. He's allergic to bees. Um, I, I, I can't. Can't think of his name. Her, her name is Veda Veda Sultanfuss. is, her, is the character's name the girl? Her what name a is Veda pull. Sultanfuss. What a name! That's why what I remember because it, it's like not a name you forget. Like, <laughs> um,
1: but That's yeah, uh, very Anna sad, and weird,
2: weird vibe in that movie. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis also Dan Aykroyd. Well, we're not talking about that one. All right. Anyway, with a good I brought son. It up.
1: You guys should watch it because it's just such a nutty movie. And the ending—I don't want to spoil it—is like, oh my god, it's just—it's one of the most yeah. insane endings of a movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, def- I really want to watch it. I definitely
0: it. want to see it. Um,
1: and it's is an car- ironic title, by the way. He's not. Well, actually, it's. <laughs> well, if it's if you're talking about Macaulay Culkin, is he the good son? He's not. But if you're talking about Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah. <laughs> he is a good Elijah son. Wood,
0: great. I, I don't know how I can not attest for him in that, but there's another movie coming up in the 90s that I can't wait to talk about. at some Flipper? Point. The Ice Storm. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, Paul my Hogan. God.
1: Him and Flipper. So good. Elijah right. and Flipper. Anything <laughs> else about The Good Son?
2: No, I'm good, son. I'll definitely watch I'm, it. I'm good. Yeah. Um... Uh, other movies that were uh, <laughs> What? That were out. While the Good Son. No, I, I was listening to Shrek and Distance and Fugitive before. Now it's While the Good Son is out. The other movies that come out during this time are Bofa. the exclamation point. Bofa. Uh, Days of Confused. F- five or under. Five or under. No. I said Days of Confused. Huge. Come on. Yeah, um, that's a good selection. The Program. Yeah. Uh, Not, War- didn't need to say that. Warlock, The Armageddon. <laughs> Dan, I have to edit an episode tonight. <laughs> a Bronx Tale, another classic. Okay, yeah. That's a good one to say. Cool Runnings. Good one to say. For love or money.
1: Didn't have to say it, but yeah, it's okay. Malice. Yeah. Yeah, that which is what we're about to, to talk about, so okay, thanks for
2: spoiling it. That's my it. intro to Malice. <laughs> okay.
0: It was cut out anyway, so. Which brings us to Malice. So yeah, now the first week of October is this movie called Malice.
1: Malice, a 1993 neo-noir thriller film directed by Harold Becker. Uh, It is written by, hey, Aaron Sorkin, as well Mm -hmm. as Scott Frank, but second time we've seen Aaron Sorkin this year behind the typewriter. Uh, It stars Alec Baldwin, brother of Billy Baldwin from Sliver. <laughs> Nicole Nicole Kidman, uh, wife of Tom Cruise from The Firm and A Few Good Men. <laughs> Bill Pullman, no connection from and Bancroft. Bill, Paul, Bill Pullman from Casper, <laughs> not this year, <laughs> not this year. But Ann Bancroft and George George C. Scott. Um, didn't we just talk about Casper and something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bravo, Dan and Bravo. Ah, okay. Uh, no. No, oh, no, it was at the election. D- the draft it up? was
0: in your uh stumpy dumpy.
1: Oh, okay, yes. Yep. Oh, anyway, right. so <laughs> the music is by Jerry Goldsmith, the cinematography is by Gordon Willis, and the budget was 20 million and the box office domestically was 46 million.
0: Christina million. Yes. I think this is just a
2: Brandon one.
1: Have not seen it, known nothing about it, never heard of it before in my life. Same. Yeah. So, uh, yes, calling, I defer to Brandon.
0: Calling this a neo noir is very generous. It's not. It has not much. It doesn't even have many aspects of like modern neo noirs of that time. Um, okay. It's so like. You is know, it more I, neo or is it more noir? It's more
2: neo okay more neo or more morpheus (laughs) or trinity um dave those are characters in the matrix i don't know know. yeah but and you don't know you're not like really into the matrix i I hate know it i
1: hate know those
2: characters (laughs) i hate know that information
0: um this is a weird one because like on paper this is like a movie that i love like To just like turn on, like kind of like my legal thriller. Like, I I like the, I like a thriller and in general, just kind of like a domestic, you know, situation. And there's a twist. (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but it's a, it's like you kind of see the twist coming a little too early on type of situation. Okay. Um, basically, uh, yeah, Pullman and Kidman are married and Alec Baldwin is a doctor who then goes and lives with them and he's like reckless and uh and she gets sick and there's a big twist and uh
1: there's it's a big twist fine. because chubby checker shows up what singer god. of the twist oh god
0: okay yes <laughs> Yep, you're right. <laughs> I, I was like,
1: "Wait, what?" I really missed that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah, there's a big twist because Chubby Checker shows up. Sorry. I'm gonna list Continue. twice as many movies now. <laughs> it was a decent joke. Come on.
0: But yeah, basically, there's like a there's a rapist going around, and they're trying to figure out who it is, and Alec Baldwin's trying to be a little charming. I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't. So in my memory of it, I I can't really say necessarily I was on like. Aaron Sorkin's Wavelength when I saw it like not aware of him Mm -hmm. but in my memory of it this is not much of a Sorkin screenplay and I you know there is a second person that has screenplay so it could be like he did punch up on it or he did the first draft and somebody else just changed it and he still had the story by I don't know what the situation is but it's not like I don't remember it being like you know verbal pleasure you know (laughs) pacing like Sorkin uh yeah it's a weird one i say i say if it's on stick around for some scenes pullman's good kidman's good uh but i would say don't set aside but don't put it on your calendar is what i'd say
2: what if you're a cord cutter and there's never anything just on yeah
0: well, then i guess i they
2: guess you watch won't, it yeah you won't come across this Okay, then that's a no. Then okay. so don't a, seek, don't, it, okay. out. Don't seek if, it out. Don't seek it out. But if okay. but
1: if you're in some if some in some way it's in playing in front of you, sit down and watch it. But only if, if it's just playing already. Like if you have no yeah. control over the playing of it. If you're you, on you, you your... cannot press play yourself for this movie.
0: Well, okay. I would say this. I would give, I would give one caveat. If you're on your new streaming service that you get through your you know like water delivery. You know, service that comes like with your monthly payment that you can only watch like on your water cooler thing. Uh, and you're scrolling for 20 minutes and you keep seeing the same thumbnails over and over again and you can't make a decision, then click it to check it out. Okay. Okay. You know, you, you, you know those nights when you're scrolling endlessly and you're like, oh, you know, I can't make a decision. Just click it. Just click it. Then. Got it.
1: Yeah. 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 I usually. I usually then go to the list, my watch right. list. That's when I right. have to go to the watch li- watch list.
0: Yeah, you you have you're good with the watch list. I've only become good with it because of of the 90s, and I have like literal spreadsheets and calendars and stuff. But, um, <laughs> but you're you've always been an inspiration with I the watch my... list. I never did that.
1: Yeah, love my list, my lane list. Uh, so, okay, uh, okay, that's malice. Yeah, I'm sad we can't talk about Schindler's. Didn't hit number one. (laughs) Missed list opportunity. Anyway, yeah, Um, so move on. Yeah, so (laughs) that was the first
0: week of October, and now we have an exciting one. Uh, two, Two weekends, two weeks in a row, second and third week of October,
1: Demolition Man. Okay, Demolition Man, 1993 American science fiction action film. Directed by Marco Marco Brambilla in his de- directorial debut. It stars Sylvester Stallone. We already saw him, saw him earlier in Cliffhanger. And Wesley Snipes from Rising Sun. But also, this one has Sandra Bullock and Nigel Hawthorne. We have um, 45 to $77 million with the budget. Also a big it's a big gap but it doesn't matter because they made a lot of money back 159.1 million at, at the box office. Mhm. Yes. Uh I have not seen it and I'm I am ashamed that uh, that I have not seen it yet cuz I know a lot about it. But um no, have not seen it yet. You guys have, I'm assuming.
0: I yeah. saw it for the first time in another one of the first uh, like round of quarantine binge watches because of my Wesley Snipes. Oh,
2: binge. okay. I saw it. I think college, either high school or college. I uh, I watched it, so it's definitely not in the
1: nineties. wasn't Didn't know much about it. I, I um, will say that I I kind of didn't really figure Stallone was still making big movies at this point in the 90s I thought he was like 80s and out but not true he's still pretty he's a pretty oh, yeah. significant force in this yeah, era of the had, 90s he had We're a like lot of four years of, in
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I think it starts declining probably like I think the movies probably start, start to get really
1: bad although he's hitting number one though like he's hitting these movies are hitting number one yeah. they're making money yeah well, Judge Dredd is also 90s I think, which I
2: think is Judge, pretty popular Judge
1: Dredd in, in
0: Copland I love, I'm a oh, Copland, Copland fan yeah um Oh right.
2: But um Demolition Man. Um <laughs> I love this movie. I love this movie. It's really fun. It's insane. Um Dave, do you know the premise of it?
1: I just know that there's like time traveling. Am I wrong? Yeah, he's or something. He's, fr- he's frozen.
2: Frozen. frozen. Who's
1: yeah. fro- who frozen? Oh, he's crying. They both are. They both are. They both They're are. Both, so it's kind of like um yeah. Austin Powers.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. and he's yeah this extreme like, uh, you know, cop in the future, and then he gets frozen, and but they need to unfreeze him because Wesley Snipes gets unfrozen like either accidentally or there's a crime to unfreeze him. I that I can't remember. Ooh, um, it's like it's
0: like a yeah They like unfreeze him to uh because they it like they the the claim is that they're exposing them. To like therapy, to like awaken, reformed. Yes, that's right. And and who the is? cop, like who is um, uh, Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And okay. Because like in this like utopia that they live in now, in the future. Yeah. There's it's, like it's no so cops. Great. It's like there's no violence, and it's oh. like that's like on the surface of it. And so, like that's why they also don't need Stallone anymore because, oh yeah, because it's like an outdated, interesting, like an outdated. Yeah, like, like everybody's yeah.
2: just like super happy and like everything is like illegal. Like you can't like, like all negative. It's so it's such an extreme. Like it's really it's fun. extreme, it's really fun but and it's funny. cool because yeah. like Bullock,
0: like she's able to like come across as this like naive gung-ho rookie but she's just like they just don't know any better like they don't know violence and like they're like you can't use violence it's it's it okay i mean here's the thing it doesn't get as heady as that material could suggest you know what i mean like it's it's bonkers it's not like (laughs) they don't really like dive deep into the like the messaging
2: behind it
1: okay i have a few questions though um how many like like when did they get frozen? Like what time period? The period did they get frozen in? in? That's also in the, the future, I think.
0: It's it's like, but it's like, brief future. It's yes. like still the nineties, late nineties. It's like I think like late nineties. <laughs> I think that might and be then right. When actually. When did they yeah. awaken? Like what?
1: How far? Like in, in the, the two thousand?
0: Like in like I think like beyond where we are now.
2: Yeah, it seems pretty far in the future. I think there's like advanced weapons. Um, yeah, but they unfreeze Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I think like Brandon's saying, thinking they could like, I guess... He's reformed or reformed, something. But not the case. He goes on like a wild cr- a crime wild rampage. killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know how to handle it because there is nothing like this in the future. So they have yes. to unfreeze Stallone <laughs> to take he him goes- down. goes... He goes to like, there's like a, there's a museum that has like all these
0: crazy weapons. They're like, look at these weapons of the past, like these guns and shit. (laughs) And he like breaks in and he just like goes nuts. Yeah,
2: It's so insane. It's really insane. Every part of the movie is extreme. I love stuff like this. Okay, but Dave, in this happy world, there's like an underground society, though that is. Yes, okay. they live in like the sewers. Oh They're yeah, like homeless, basically. Dennis Leary like a, is like the leader of. Yes.
0: Of I, see, I already <laughs> forgot about that, and it's like. They like they all eat super clean, but on the, in the underground city, he's like, Hey, let me get a cheeseburger And then Sa- <laughs> Sandy's uh, Yeah yes, And true. Sandy yeah. Bullock is like like you can't eat that. That's bad for you And
2: he's like I want a Cheeseburger <laughs> It's like yeah that's exactly the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, insane. there's also a very bizarre sex scene where they have sex mentally. Do you remember this, Brandon? Yes,
0: yes that yes. They put on these yes, that's how they <laughs> <laughs> oh and then there's like this implication that she could be his daughter
2: oh wait a minute yeah
0: like but they don't like really like go into that i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it again mentally? obviously
2: yes that they put stuff on their head and that's
0: they put on they put on, yeah they put and they like have these sensations which is like haptic suits basically I I need to watch it again already.
2: Also, Benjamin Bratt is in it, and then Benjamin Bratt, Sandra Bullock return as the great duo in (laughs) Miscongeniality. Right?
1: Oh, maybe they exchange phone numbers here on the set (laughs) of his film. Yeah. And then obviously there's like a big bad, and like you
0: realize who's behind behind it the whole time and all that stuff. It's like oh, so
1: Wesley Snipes is not a big bad? Well, no, he is, but like you little bad. There's the infrastructure. There's a master bad.
0: Master yeah. Bad, yeah, but Snipes is like off, like he's like yes. he's going he's crazy. He's so good. He's like going okay. wild.
2: Like I love it. Uh, uh, but yeah, but the we'll underground world watch. is great. Yeah, with Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Dennis Leary as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, definitely recommend watching this for anybody. Yeah, yeah like, it's highly so recommend.
1: Fun. Um, it's it's dynamite.
2: Yeah,
3: dynamite is dynamite.
2: While this is number one at the box office, you also have M Butterfly. Uh, Oh, Cronenberg. Shortcuts. Oh, Uh, nice Altman. Uh, Deadfall. I don't know. Uh, Gettysburg. Mister Mister Jones, Mister
1: Nanny, (laughs) Root and Rudy. Mr. Nanny comes out at the same time as Mrs. Doubtfire, maybe a little bit Wait. before it actually. Before, yeah. Wow, Rudy.
2: And Rudy, Mr. Nanny and Rudy, yes. Rudy's a '90s movie. Yeah. Yeah. Come uh, on. Unless it's a re-release.
1: It, I, I thought it not? was older than I that. I thought
2: Rudy was '80s. Always, yeah. Really. No, it would say if it's a re-release. No, this is a 93 movie.
0: I guess Sean Essen's not that old, yeah. Weird. I, I guess, yeah, for some reason... And Vince Vaughn. I, I guess for some reason I thought it was older.
1: Doesn't it take place, like, in the 80s? I guess, I guess so, yeah. Or maybe even before that, right? Yeah, no, it takes place in the 60s or 70s. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the next movie is... <laughs>
0: Uh for one week it reached number 1 in its second
1: week of release though. Yeah. Uh is The Beverly Hillbillies. Uh The Beverly Hillbillies a 1993 American comedy film directed by Penelope Spieris of Wayne's World fame. So oh. did she not and direct she also did those World uh to? What? what? Did, did she
0: that? not direct Wayne's World 2?
1: The I don't know. We'll get, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, she also did those decline of Western civilization documentaries about the punk and metal scenes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it stars Jim Varney, Ernest, uh, Diedrich Bader, Dabney Coleman, Erica Aleniak, Cloris Leachman, Rob Schneider, Leah Thompson, and Lily Tomlin. And it's... Is based on the TV show The Beverly Hills, and it. uh, I mean the Beverly Hillbillies. I'm sorry, the Beverly (laughs) Hillbillies. I'm sorry. It's based on the city. (laughs) It's based on the city. (laughs) Now the Beverly Hillbillies. It's based on Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, (laughs) No, it's twenty five million dollars was was the budget, and the box office was fifty seven point four million. So, pretty decent. And um, have not seen it, but I was surprised to find out that both of you has, had seen it. Cause I, um, how did you see yeah. it? How did you get to watch <laughs> it? <laughs> I just remember being on TV a lot. It, I watched it on
2: it TV was, like a bunch of times. I remember like yeah, like, but like, I
0: don't. I I got to say I really do not remember. Like I remember Dabney Coleman a lot, and I and especially retrospectively remember. Diedrich Bader only because of you know office space and and Veep, yeah. Uh, but
2: I I really do not remember much else from this. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I remembered a lot of it too. We could probably maybe even skip past this, but uh, <laughs> it's I don't remember it being like particularly hilarious for just for whatever reason. It was one of those things. It was on TV. I watched it. I've seen the whole thing. I think you know the the movie just goes through like their whole story quickly where you know the story of the show is they <laughs> struck oil I, I think and they got rich it's 92 o- minutes so that's pretty quick and they that's yeah, that's um, quick got rich overnight Um, I think it was counterculture to Beverly Hills 90210 it came out at the perfect time right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> an anti Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies I remember a Dolly Parton cameo she shows up later in the movie Mm. And sings a song. I think she sings "Happy Birthday" to somebody. Um, basically, they're rich, and rich people in Beverly Hills are trying to take advantage of them. Oh, because um, they're hillbillies and don't know any better. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the premise. Leah Thompson's no good.
0: Yeah. Dabney Coleman is like the he like runs the bank that like is like that is a, um, d- has to do with their money.
2: I think Leah Thompson might be trying to marry into the family. Yeah. To get yeah. rich, oh. I think um rob schneider's in there i don't remember that uh <laughs> um that's all i got i would say probably don't need to watch it
1: this is before um they did the flintstones or after i'm I'm seeing a lot of like these like 60s tv right. show revivals yeah adam's right. films yeah in it the feels 90s.
0: like feels like before flintstones but, I
1: think it's after Flintstones. Yeah, but is, I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: when was Flintstones?
1: Well, there's two Flintstones, so maybe it's, maybe uh, I could be wrong. Actually, let's look.
2: I think the second Flintstones was way later. It was like ten years be after the first. Very wrong.
1: But it's definitely this time period. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, John Goodman. It's, it's... ninety four
0: is the Flintstones. Ah, is the okay. first it's one. It's a
1: year before the Flintstones, and that movie, was the other one I was. That thinking. movie I like. I like the, the Flintstones uh, movie. The Brady Bunch movie. They, oh, they did that Bunch. too. Yeah,
2: Brady Bunch is I'm, That movie is actually hilarious. That's really funny. I'm, I'm not, sure they
1: yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that more like a like it's a, a straighter where, co-
2: Yeah, it's making fun of it. It's a '90s okay. like parody on the Brady Bunch.
1: Yeah, I can't. I'm definitely oh, gonna revisit those. Oh, the Adams family as well. Yeah, there's so many of them.
2: Yeah, th- yeah, that's 90s, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I said Adams family.
1: Well, I missed that.
0: <laughs> and they talk about all they do now is is reboots. It's always been happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but a very specific like kind of <laughs> yeah reboots. Yeah, yeah, like what if we we made like um, like, I don't know, a film a- version of uh. I what mean would, what would be a good one. Also, Rugrats or something. <laughs> like a live action version of Rugrats Now.
2: Now would be now. Right. that's yeah. what it would
1: be like something from like the nineties.
0: Yeah. Why well, I wish there were I wish there was a Jetsons live action. I was just gonna
2: say, that would be really cool. They never that really, would've been they, cool. They never did that. They think they dropped the ball. They did a cartoon movie. Yeah,
1: and, and it, like I think nineteen ninety or ninety one.
2: They never did live action. Yeah. It's usually a bad idea though. <laughs> I think in general like remake like show.
1: They TV should make a into- film um version of Boy Meets World. <laughs> That'd be so cool. You know what I want? I want a Riverdale I want a Riverdale treatment of Hey
0: Arnold. Wow. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Arnold's sexy and he's got an eight pack. <laughs> they made tales from the crypt
2: movies, those are great.
0: I'm definitely going to add all these to my, like, lists for the 90s stuff. Like, I like I was like, oh, I, I, but now that I'm realizing it's such a trend,
2: I got to, I want to, like... Yeah. Married with Children j- movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss. <laughs> they made the Simpsons movie, which was fun. Yeah. All uh, right, well, moving on. All right, time for movie list time. Your favorite segment by Danny. So, while, Be- <laughs> while Beverly Hillbillies is number one at the box office... Fearless comes out. Uh, Judgment Night with Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, that had a
1: famous soundtrack, right?
2: Don't know. They uh, had like the
1: metal rap crossover. Oh, really? Oh boy. Yeah, I was like big for that.
2: Yeah, it looks like Jeremy. basically
1: the genesis of of limp bizkit happened on that wow. like, uh, soundtrack.
2: Jeremy Piven, Steven Dorf.
1: Okay. Uh, Mr. Wonderful
2: movie called Twenty Bucks. <laughs> Ruby Cairo and Fatal Instinct. What? No way. It's a movie I've
1: called s- Fatal that. Is that Instinct. a parody? Yes. Is that a parody?
0: Yep. It's exactly what you think it is. It's Carl it's Reiner
2: as th- his director.
0: And it's oh, okay, uh then yeah. it's Okay, like, then yeah. It's like it's it's Armando Santi and oh, yeah. David it's Sherilyn Fenn uh from Spoof. Twin Peaks says Oh that's fun. is in it. And uh I would watch that Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. It's
1: insane. Carl Reiner he's so good at comedies and in the oceans movies okay oh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> all right um next up yeah next up is for two weeks the coming out uh week Halloween weekend and going into the first week of November is The Nightmare Before Christmas
1: yes also known as Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas It's Mm -hmm. a 1993 American stop motion animated musical dark fantasy film directed by Henry Selleck and produced and conceived by Tim Burton. He didn't direct Mm -hmm. it, but he conceived it. He produced it. Um, It's adapted. No, the adaptation was by Michael McDowell. It stars Danny Elfman, Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara, paul rubens music by danny elfman uh and the budget was 18 mil and the box office was 91.4 mil nice return yeah haven't seen it feel like it's annoying what do you guys think (laughs) the culture surrounding it is annoying Right. Yeah. I think we touched on this. We 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 yeah. just touched on, on this Bravo. on the election up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um,
2: that's what it is. The movie itself I think is good. And I, the, and the yeah. music is great.
0: I think because of my, you know, years of hating on things but not realizing why I'm you know, I, I do now, you know, attribute it to like the the over F- fandom of this movie. Love Brandon the, is a,
1: Brandon is a re- a reformed hater. I'm a reformed <laughs> hater. Yeah,
0: I am a reformed hater. Uh it's it's just more fun to like things. Um <laughs> I don't know if uh, that's true. <laughs> it is for me. I'm much happier now. <laughs> it's I
1: mean, uh, both are fun. Both can be fun. Yeah.
0: Uh but but I I guess what what I mean is I like actually figuring out why I don't like things and Right, yeah and and i was giving the hate of the the fandom of this and like and listen like what you like it's not about that but when it becomes your entire identity is when it, it just becomes a little odd um and especially for something like this but i i do think this movie's good uh Henry Selick is it, like James, and the, he did James and the Giant Peach too. Like I really like that oh, cool. like, stop right. motion. Love that movie. Pretty yeah. cool movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Coraline is Visually. a really cool use of of that stuff too. And mm-hmm. Monkey Bone, that like weird ass movie with oh, uh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Like he yeah. just had like a really like. Even though this is Tim Burton's thing, like this is also very much of Henry Selleck's like sensibility, Henry right. Selleck's ability. Uh, but yeah, I I I think I think it's good not one of my like go-to's where i'll just like throw it on around the holidays
2: i guess i kind of understand like you know the the culture surrounding it and the outfits just because the animation itself was so new this was a new it's so, cool so yes. and unique unique so yeah. I, so i get it that that would like spawn you know what happened maybe not to the extent that it did like even years later i feel like you still right. see this it still stuff. is yeah, it's so like, huge i mean yeah. um
1: Name no, another it, stop motion film of that era that was big, right? Yeah, there probably aren't any. Right, and people
0: like skulls, and it made skulls cute.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: and <laughs> yeah, it's it's similar. I, lo- I do aesthetic. love the story. I love yeah. the
2: story. I do. I do love it. I love the story. I love the movie. Um, it that's I think the best actually part of it is like the
0: story is a it's a great idea. Like yeah. it's a really great idea, it and is. it's done really well, and. Uh, yeah. The like the characters, are so great. Like Glenn Shattuck you know, from uh, Beetlejuice, is the mayor with the two faces, and I love you know the Oogie Boogie. All, yeah, it's like great character design, good story, um, the and the music is is definitely tiresome after like hearing so many versions.
2: Of it yeah. out there, but regarding it's... the music and the culture, this is overkill. This is overkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: I think the original lyrics are, are um, "This is Halloween," right? Yes. That yes, is it right. is overkill because I, I haven't seen the movie, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Proving your point, thank you. I think Greg Proops did some voices too.
1: Uh, Dan, do you put?
0: Do you attribute this as a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Oh if you had
2: to choose one you know i really haven't seen it in a long time i would like it i wish it was more fresh in my memory to f- to answer this question probably halloween just because uh, of the I culture mean, surrounding it is more halloween right
0: i definitely think both are valid but i yes. for me it's a christmas movie wow oh. okay cuz it's about he replaces santa yeah. And it's like yeah, it's about it's about, you know, Halloween happening in Christmas. And for me, any movie that has Christmas in it is a Christmas movie. Iron Man Three is a Christmas movie just as much as Die Hard Three Die Hard is. Not Die Hard Three. <laughs> uh, Iron Man Three is as much a Christmas movie. And Lethal Weapon is just as much a Christmas movie. Yeah, Die Hard 3 the Harry... is a
2: hot summer movie.
0: <laughs> and all the Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies. So yeah. yes. Yeah. They're, they're all Christmas movies. Uh Nightmare for Christmas is a Christmas movie. Uh, and we are moving on to a new movie called The Three Musketeers.
1: What? Uh, oh, one you know, what, week.
0: One week. In one week in November. November 14th.
1: Um, the Three Musketeers is a 1993 American-Austrian action-adventure, a lot of A's, uh, comedy <laughs> film from Walt Disney Pictures. Uh, It was directed by Steven Herrick and the screenplay was by David Lowery. It stars Charlie Sheen, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, Tim Curry, Rebecca DeMornay. The music was by Michael Kamen. The theme song was by Sting... Rod Stewart and Brian Adams, and the budget is thirty million dollars, and the box office was only fifty three point nine million. Wow, not great. Sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, quickly
2: in movie news, also okay. on, on Halloween, uh, this is when actor River Phoenix accidentally dies of an overdose. Oof, mm. that happens uh, during this time during the filming of Dark Blood. And the film later got completed and released in 2012. Didn't know that.
1: Oh, uh, really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, also, favorite segment from Danny. While The Nightmare Before Christmas was uh, at the box office, hitting number one, movies like The Last Outlaw came out. Uh, Flesh and Bone, A Home of Our Own, Look Who's Talking Now, terrible. Um, <laughs> RoboCop 3. Whoa. Whoa. L- Ruby in Paradise, The Remains of the Day, Carlito's Way, one of my favorites, great movie. Love it. Yeah, yeah. great. Ernest Rides Again, Ernest in another movie this year. Um My Life and the Piano. Oh, uh, right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. The Three <laughs> The Three Musketeers. Um did you guys see it?
0: I've seen it before, but I I also got it confused with another Three Musketeers movie. So you got to take <laughs> charge on this one.
1: Yeah, so I saw it specifically for this show. <laughs> I've it's never, on Disney I've Plus. Never seen it. Never seen it. You've never seen it. No. I
2: just know yeah, the so- I think... just know the soundtrack. The
1: song from the soundtrack we covered. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, something to tell you about the soundtrack is that they constantly are getting that melody in on the score. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and many, like, very um, uh, important moments in the film, like, just throwing that in there. Because it is it is a great song. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a great melody, so they make great use of it in the film. This f- movie is kind of like the template for the Pirates of the Caribbean films of, of, of the 2000s. Okay. A lot of debauchery, drinking, bosoms killing but in a family film but i think they can get away with it because it's like historical
0: right <laughs> but it
1: is it is like you know it's the same way how the pirates are is like a lot of like kind of playing that line of being somewhat cheeky and an adult but it's a family right. film it's romanticized because of it being like
0: yeah so From of the, the 1800s, I think. yeah i don't
1: really know yeah but, um it's not great. Like it's definitely fun to watch, uh, Charlie Sheen and <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. Right, but um, and Charlie Sheen is is cast against type because he's like he's not like the most outlandish one. He's he's actually the most devout of the three musketeers. Oh, so
0: he's not like the fourth musketeer, basically. Like the here is he like right? Because there's always like the fourth one.
1: Yeah, so the three actual musketeers are Sheen. Oliver Platt and Keith or Sutherland. Like Keith Sutherland's like kinda like the de facto leader. He's very serious. Oh. Mm-hmm. So who's Dart who's D'Artagnan then? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell is. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Sutherland is like the serious leader, de facto guy. Um Chris Charles Sheen is like the religious, like he's very like um yeah, he's very religious. He like he prays over the, the dead bodies. He, they um, how, how is they kill his accent? I'm curious. How is Charlie Sheen's accent? They don't do accents. Yeah, no one does accents except <laughs> oh. for Tim Curry, who doesn't do an accent because he's British. But okay. it takes place in France, and no one it, attempts to do any. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like no one's doing an accent. Wow. Right. Like there's a there's a couple of French actresses in the film, um, but they just yeah they just do their thing. But um. Sheen's pretty great in it, though. He's got like a nice goatee. Um, and Oliver Platt is like the party boy. Yeah, yeah. and Chris yeah, O'Donnell remember is, like, very, him the most. Very, very annoying in it. He's, yeah, <laughs>
0: that that's it's a, a it's we, like bad casting for for that
1: character. Like he's like that's... Luke Skywalker, but like even more annoying. Like right, that kind of character. Like what? What's going on? Oh no! I'm I'm in it. I I know what I'm doing. It's just like it's like he's a little kid, but he's he's actually a grown ass man, and like I wasn't really into that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, great song. It's it's enjoyable for us. I wouldn't really recommend this to the larger public, but for the three of us, I think we would get something out of it. You know, we're the three musketeers. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not amazing, in any way.
0: Yeah, I probably uh, won't go back to it. Yeah. There was another Musketeer movie. I had to look it up cuz I didn't I was like looking for three. Oh, there's a more three. recent
1: one. With Mickey, there, right? There's one with Mickey. Well,
0: there Yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> there yes,
2: there's that too.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've actually seen that one.
2: <laughs> when I was a kid. I remember watching that, I think. Mickey Mouse. But
0: there yeah, like this is the other thing that's going to pop up a lot in the next couple of decades is these like Public domain, old stories right. done every couple of years. You know, three musketeers, Robin Hood, King Arthur. You know that stuff's just in the public domain, so people right. can just do them and, and use and, the characters. And at that's will. Disney's deal anyway. Right, right. They just get that stuff, but also nobody asked for it. Right. Not that anybody really. Well, I guess people do ask for them now. But, um, all right. Anything else about that?
1: No. So you who would you say you say sheen's the best one? Sheen's the most fun and so is Kiefer. Okay. And Rebe- Rebecca De Mornay is also right. pretty great right. in it. Okay, so moving on from The
0: Three Musketeers, for another one-week squeaker is
1: Adams Family Values. Adams Family Values is a 1993 American supernatural black comedy film directed by Barry Sonnenfeld who also directed the first one too right yep yeah Um, it's based on the characters by uh, Charles Adams who did the cartoon Uh, it stars Angelica Houston, Raul Julia uh, Christopher Lloyd, Joan Cusack Carol (laughs) Kane and Christina Ricci It's uh, the budget was 47 million and the box office was 48.9 million. Oh, wow. Oh, didn't do that that well. No, didn't do well.
0: That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Dave, have you ever seen this? I just saw it like yesterday, actually. Really? But but when I was watching it, I realized that I definitely saw it when I was a kid as well. Okay. So it was a rewatch that I. Didn't realize it was was a rewatch. Um but it was great. I thought it was pretty it was pretty funny.
2: The, yeah, okay, I'm happy you said that. This is a big movie from my childhood. I used to watch this a lot. The, the sequel specifically, um with my mom. It was like a big like me and my mom movie. Um like that. It's so I think it's underrated. I think it's it is. so yeah. goddamn funny. This movie is yeah absolutely hilarious like yeah i agree it is a very specific humor and like a very specific like type of joke that they're making where like it's even hard to explain like they are it it, the first one does a pretty good job of this the second one does an even better job of this so much better it's just it's just a better movie than the first one also like this movie does such a good job poking fun at like white people yuppie culture that's what yeah that's what it's doing and it's And because the Adams family are these outcasts and like the things they say, like the things that they love and say are these horrific, awful things. But the things they're terrified of are like the straight laced white yuppie people. That's what (laughs) they're scared of. And that's what the whole movie and the message is. And it's so fucking funny. The stuff of the summer camp, I still laugh at all the stuff in the summer camp. The summer camp stuff, yeah, I was cracking up. So good, the uh, Christine
0: Baranski and Peter McNichol are just like he's nuts. Peter, amazing.
1: Oh my god, I I wanted to talk about that because I like his career. Just like now, realizing he's in this movie too. Yeah, because he he was in Sophie's Choice. Yeah, (laughs) as like the um, the southern narrator author like a very serious movie oh that's funny and that then, and then i know him mainly from ghostbusters Ghost 2, 2. Yeah. Yeah. which is yeah. like he's like a foreign guy he's who a maniac ends up becoming yeah. the villain right he's like yeah um, yeah it's vigo <laughs> the, it's vigo <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. yeah and then he's like this you know very obnoxiously friendly camp counselor in this movie yeah him and him and christine baranski and then are so good. So, well, well then the now top, though yeah well like, then yes, yeah. just
0: just to round out his career on Veep, like Veep. one of the craziest oh, really? Dave, characters. Dave, if, you <laughs> like the,
2: have, if you ever want to start a show, Dave Veep. I know Brandon's talked about it a lot. Like him specifically, his character in Veep. He's he's only on like a handful of episodes. The dialogue, it's 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 extreme and insane. Like, it, yeah, like it's yeah. a must I gotta watch. check He's out. he's, so
0: he's funny. like he's like the ultimate of the like insults. Like
2: he like. It, yeah, it's insane. just incredibly vulgar. Um, and like, oh my god, it's so wild. But um, no, there's this one moment in the summer camp where I still laugh so hard every time. It's when they <laughs> they lock them in like the happiness hut. Yeah, and they uh-huh. have to, and, and the, the, and the punishment is they have to watch Disney movies all day. Dis- uh-huh. and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is so funny.
1: Yeah,
2: and he <laughs> he gets the the kid the uh, the Jewish kid um, David Krumholtz Krumholtz. Well, yes uh who love him also um yeah yeah odd weight fluctuations throughout his life very bizarre oh really that's like a separate huh. thing kind of I like got track that kind of feel bad for look him into almost. That. like very if you like watch what's happened to him anyway that's a separate thing but <laughs> he um he gets locked in and the, the moment where he locks him in the hut also um the guy we're talking about the guy we like what's his name sorry peter McNichol. peter McNichol. yeah peter McNichol says uh uh, like uh, sucks for you, four eyes. Like he, like, he, calls him, <laughs> yeah. he calls him four eyes, and like, and, like, yeah. so, like, and he just like, and he has this laugh that is so maniacal. He's like, <laughs> like, like, and it, It's just like a little moment that it's just like one of many moments that are so funny. And then the whole pageant at the end, which they destroy. Yeah, and Joe Cusack's amazing.
1: That yeah, was so she's good. so, yeah. Yeah. she's so
2: good, so good.
1: Didn't even real, I didn't like realize it was her when I was first watching it like she's I've never seen her play a character quite like that it was great
0: yeah it's great Um, to see her do that
1: (laughs) but um everybody's like it's like one of the most perfectly cast films too like and everybody's very yeah everybody's rising to the humor like the style of humor Like they they nail it like I can't believe Christina Ricci is that good yeah at that character yes it's like it's the most morbid like 12 year old and like Girl. Go- Gomez and Morticia, like the yeah. best
2: on-screen couple of all time. Like yeah. so, so enthralled funny. and in love with each other. Yeah. It's just like that was. There was a big that thing on Twitter very... recently. It was a big thing on Twitter recently because it was Halloween. People started talking about this movie again. They're saying like how this is like the ultimate relationship goals, like their relationship. Yes. and like I that agree was with like the, the like, best yeah. part
0: I wrote about with the the first movie is that yeah they are just the ultimate like sex positive like in love couple it's like it makes you it makes you like want to be married like just like watching them like they're, they're so good and like they, they Sonnenfeld they up the ante with how dramatic they go in this movie with them with like all, the lighting on her eyes every time yeah. it's a close-up yep. on her you know what I mean? like it's so it's so good and yeah Julie is great, great. it I think the thing, I, w- I wish there was more Carol Kane because, like, she replaces uh, the actress who plays Grandmama mm-hmm. in the first movie. And, like, Carol Kane is just, like, one of the greatest as well. And yeah. She's
1: perfect in this oh, movie that's too. Right. Yes. It's yeah. a different
2: actress. Yeah.
0: So I could always take more of her. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a... Um,
1: oh, I also wanted to say that, movie. like, I guess I didn't realize it was PG-13 because I was looking at it I was like, this is pretty, like, sexy and like very i mean i knew it was gonna be morbid but it was even like more um morbid edgy like morbid it was even morbid
3: (laughs) uh
1: it was just edgier than i thought it was going to be yeah but then i checked the rating it was pg-13 which makes sense (laughs) um um but it i also liked it because it tossed in a few topical jokes in there like there's a michael jackson joke do you remember that dan when the Jewish kid comes into the that like oh. place you're talking about, there's a poster of Michael Jackson oh. Heal the World." <laughs> yeah. Yes, and he's like, yes. ah! like he, yeah. he screams at something, and you don't w- know what it is. And then it's it's it that turns, poster, Michael so. Jackson yeah. Heal the World." I forgot so, about that. Yeah, that's what he's afraid of. So
2: afraid funny. Of <laughs> oh my god, there's that. There's also the uh,
1: the trading cards. Amy yes. Fisher. There's, there's an Amy yeah. Fisher joke. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't realize it until uh, you know reading the Wikipedia. But the movie's title is based on the um, Dan Quayle speech about family values. How like America's losing their family oh, family values. So it, that's why it's called that. It's like a oh, reference to great. his his famous like uh, you know loser right. buttoned up speech oh, about that's America losing their values.
2: Um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the the one I know we've talked about this movie a lot and we should move on, but the yeah. one other scene in this movie that I always gets me is when the the baby is cursed and has like dimples and oh, is yeah. all of a sudden very yeah. cute and they're yeah. going and they're going through all the scenarios which would be nightmares for them. They're like, he could become a lawyer, <laughs> yeah. president, and then yeah. and then
1: uh, Gomez is like, oh please
2: take me, please. yeah. Like, yeah that yeah. whole thing is
1: so like. Uh the commitment is uh Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Really yeah. great.
2: Uh, great, All great right. stuff, great stuff. Well uh
0: we are going to move on now to the last week of November and the
2: first week of December for two weeks. Number one, Mrs. Doubtfire. And while Adams Family Values was hitting number one, you also have the Saint of Fort Washington come out. Uh dangerous game man's best friend a perfect world and josh and sam (laughs) oh
1: josh thank god
2: so aptly
0: thank god
1: (laughs) you threw that one in yeah (laughs) uh mrs Doubtfire is a 1993 american comedy drama i guess this is a dramedy uh film (laughs) directed by chris columbus big time director um what did he do? He did the home. He did the Home, home Alone's, Harry Potter's. Yeah, um, uh, I think he wrote Gremlins. I think that's right. Um, yes. It stars: he wrote the first Robin one. Williams, Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan, Harvey Firestein, yeah. and Firestein. Firestein or Steen? Firestein. Um Budget was 25 million. Uh box office was forty four point three sorry, four hundred and forty-one point three million. Holy shit. And uh the music was by Howard Shore. Oh wow. <laughs> Another Howard Shore this year. made four hundred and
2: forty million dollars this movie. Four hundred and forty
1: one point yeah. three million, Huge I'm guessing hit. over time. Yeah. That's crazy. That's amazing. Huge wow. Hit. Yeah. Well yeah, it was number five in the box
0: office what we talked about on Bravo.
1: Yeah. Man. Haven't seen it. This is one of the big oh, that's 90s crazy. movies. <laughs> that's crazy you haven't seen it. I have this. not <laughs> seen. And I think I've seen most of Robin Williams' films from the 90s. This one I have not seen for some reason. But what do you guys... I know it's one of your favorites, right? I mean, Brandon, I'll, if
2: you want to talk for a bit, I could talk hours about hours upon hours about what this movie means to me. This is a special one for me. This is an all-time yeah. Um, I
0: was going to say that like I I guess I really haven't given this movie much thought. I probably haven't seen a moment of it since I was uh, yeah, like I don't know 10 or something, but it's so incredibly ingrained in my mind. I've seen it so many times and I just rem- like I I remember it just as well as like some of my favorite movies that I've watched like over and over again throughout life. I, it's just very yeah. vivid. It's very visceral. Um it's almost one of those things where I'd be afraid to go rewatch it cuz it just sits so well in my memory
1: don't that ruin. I don't want to like
0: reexamine it. Don't uh ruin it. Cuz I don't really care about its merits as a film or like if Robin Williams's comedy like holds up. I I don't know. You know what I mean? It just is like it's like a perfect specimen in my head of just like of greatness and it's also just like and and like touching in a weird way and like sad in a weird way and you get to see james bond choke on shrimp
1: (laughs) oh he plays james bond in this as well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) very cool crossover
2: i have seen this movie this is probably among my top three most watched movies in my life most watched. Okay, I, I watch it every time it's on. Um, I think we had the VHS. Um, uh, growing up, and we, I just again, this is a big family movie. Me and again, me and my mom I, and my sister, seen it so many times, know it in and out, up and down. I, I like I, there's entire scenes I could probably recite. I uh, this is it's an obsession really with, with this movie. It's it was my, well no Aladdin was my introduction to Robin Williams for sure. Um. Also this year, right? Which we talked Mm -hmm. about. But but this one, um, I watched even more than that. And it's one of those things where, as a kid, you're laughing at how insane Robin Williams is and how funny it is. Just the sound of his voices and all these different things he's doing. He's a living cartoon. Then you get the new appreciation when you're older and you catch the references and maybe you even understand them I remember at one point I like looked up like exactly what he's saying and the references he was making It's blown away by this he, he like in a like there's like the two scenes in particular where that are just like he is so so good um the scene where he's having all the different voices the, the phone calls like pr- pr- applying to prank uh, well not, maybe a prank's not the right word but uh Sally Field is trying to find the uh the, the nanny for her kids and he puts in a fake phone number in the newspaper, so she's um, of her phone number, so that nobody would call it, so right. that and he could just call repeatedly to fool her to thinking people are interested in this job. But it's just him over and over again. It's unnecessary. He doesn't oh, even wow. ne- he doesn't even need to do this. He just does it to fuck with her, and like and it's so funny and and it's like and he and I said he d- he references severe tire damage, which I didn't learn until recently from this show. Right. That's a real band. Um. He does all these different voices. I am Joe. I, I am Job. He says, "Layla, get back in your cell. Get back Lyla. in your yeah. <laughs> get <laughs> back in your yeah. cell. Like what?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is he even referencing? Like it's yeah. So so many extreme hilarious. When they things. do,
0: when him and uh, Harvey Fierstein do Matchmaker, like when they're getting oh the things. Oh my god! Like, All the
2: different musical. He does a Barbra Streisand reference they, in that. Scene. And he's like,
0: yeah, they're like, you look, yeah, because that's he. He does Yentl, He goes, yeah, uh, and then they're like, yeah, make me look like mother.
2: Like, <laughs> you know, like it's so, yeah, like they reference so old good. Hollywood actresses in there. He's like, uh, um. Uh. Uh, S- Sally Winter's older, or Sally McLean older, or like right, like, right. There's like these like specific <laughs> old Hollywood references. Is like, what about Joan Collins? And he says, Oh, I don't think I have the strength to make you look like Joan yeah. Collins. Like, it's just insane. Harvey Fire scene like, is
0: so. I, I actually, I just want to watch that scene again f- for Harvey Fire because he's so funny.
2: Yes, yes, it's really yeah. funny. And like, yeah, that whole like all the things he's uh, all the voices and and where he's interviewing for, um with the um the agency that's checking in on him with with the divorce like because because he's divorced there's like this agency woman that needs to check in on him periodically So he right. interviews with her to explain what he does for a living and he says i, I do voices and that's like a great scene too where yeah, he just does yep. all these different like characters that he has and some of the references i didn't know until i was much older like james bond like he says uh, look at me right now money penny." Like, yeah, <laughs> like, and then of course
0: yeah. at the end, like when he's do you know doing dual, uh, tables at the restaurant, oh, like amazing. running back and yeah. forth. That's so funny. Uh, and at the big climax.
2: As funny as it is, it is probably it's the best movie I've seen dealing with divorce. It's a it's really really good, and it's a great like, it's a just a really just like, I think a good and like kind of touching movie about what that what that can be like for kids and like the, the scene where they fight is so real it's a very real fight that they have in the beginning of the movie um and talking about you know like how he's like the fun dad and she's like has the job and she's uptight and like all the different like the fights and the conversation it's i don't know i i always uh, yeah this, that's this the movie, stuff i'm afraid to
0: revisit because i don't like i because I, I remember it that way but i haven't seen it as recently as you so i'm I i like i'm just gonna trust that it's I yeah I just
2: know it up and down. It's this is an obsession for me, and um, I know it's a been a long show, but I just this movie I had to talk about. I'm the most passionate about this one. (laughs) Fair,
1: yeah. All right. Um, I just want to say I didn't realize that Harvey Firestein was in this movie, and I I did want I wanted to add him to the like Dan and Bravo great sorry Dan and Brave recognizes great voices. Yeah. And like Fran Drescher, great yeah. voice. Yes. Tone Loke, great voice. I yeah. want to add Harvey Firestein to that because he I'm has one of one so, of a kind voice.
0: So supportive of that, yeah.
1: And I think he, sh- I think he should rap. Thus, I think he should be rapping because if you have a good voice, <laughs> I think it's all that. I think it's the most important uh, factor that goes into rapping. So I would like to see him rap.
2: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, great voice. Kind of tone Loki. I was going to say maybe that.
1: even more exaggerated.
2: <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah.
1: Uh, sweet. <clears throat> uh,
0: Mrs. Doubtfire. That was two weeks. Now we go to one week. The second week of December. Wayne's World two.
1: Wayne's World 2 is a 1993 American comedy film directed by Stephen surgic so, okay, so not Penelope directed. Spheris. right, right, um, who did the first one and Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, it stars Mike Myers and Dan Carvey, um, and it was written by Mike Myers, Bonnie Turner, and Terry Turner. It also stars uh Christopher Walken, Tia, Tia Carrera, and Ralph Brown. And the music is by Carter Burwell. Wow. Who did uh, oh, wow. like all the, the Coen Brothers stuff, yeah. And uh the budget is 40 million and the box office was only 48.2 million. Wow. Weird. So these sequels not doing well. No. Mm. But they hit number 1, I guess cuz they're familiar but they don't, they have, any don't have any staying
0: power. No multiplier. Interesting.
1: This one I have definitely seen on Comedy Central a few times back in the day. Don't have a very big um, memory of it. How about you guys?
0: Same. I I forced... Not forced myself, but like I made the decision to watch it like, I don't know, like two years ago maybe because I was like, I don't know if I've ever maybe it wasn't even that long ago. Uh, I was like, I've never actually like watched it. Cause it, same Dave, like I would just like see it on, like, and for so much time, you've like seen I didn't know, it,
1: but you don't know if you've actually ever watched it. Watched it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, and, and at a certain point I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's Wayne's world and what's Wayne's world too. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't like in my head have a, like a line of delineation between the two. Right. And so now I know, now I know it's like, okay. Yeah. The, like, you know, first one is Rob Lowe, second one is right. Christopher Walken.
2: Second one is Wayne Stock. That's the second Wayne one. Stock. Wayne Stock. Yeah, I, yes. I knew Wayne's yeah.
1: World won pretty well. I've seen it, like, a, a bunch of times. Yeah. And this one, I mean, I, I can't really... I remember scenes of it, like... It does, doesn't Aerosmith play, or am I getting that wrong? Yeah. They come in yeah. at the very end. At yeah. the very yeah. end, yeah. Um, so Aerosmith yeah. plays... And they, Alice Cooper plays in the first one. And Aerosmith famously
2: on the Wayne's World sketch also. On, on right, right, Live. Yeah, right. Yeah. right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so this is, on a Saturday I mean, Night Live sketch for those unaware. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is,
0: this is a weird... Oh, another weird... Uh, not weird. Uh, similar situation as Jurassic Park where, like, I just don't really have nostalgia for this. And I think when it comes to... Wayne's World in general,
1: I'm, I'm assuming... Yes, both of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't I did I I didn't see them like, you know, that what they what they weren't just weren't it was like Ace Ventura was my thing at that at that time. Um Right. Uh I, I so I don't have nostalgia for it, and I do think comedies are the hardest to then like unless you just don't have like a like a I'm not saying it's all about nostalgia like I've seen older comedies that I now love, but I do think comedy is harder to love because of just some of the date you know like the dated things and how much of it's like permeated culture you know how many times it's like 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 endlessly referenced and stuff so it's hard to like view it freshly uh right so even though i watched it i was like yeah this is good like i I don't have anything bad to say about it but i just don't uh not in my like comedy um favorites I do love the scene with uh <laughs> when they go to the radio station, uh and Drew Barrymore is the uh <laughs> Yes. She's she's the uh the secretary at the
2: It's uh yeah, like uh Gehrig from Fleurgan and the Giergan and Bjerg, like, yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um Oh yeah, the radio station scene is like Mr. Scream, give us a scream and it's the guy Yo, from, it's, it's from the te- Simpsons it's John C. McGinley, like and Harry Shearer. And yeah. Harry Shearer. He's like, ha! Yeah. just scream, <laughs> like, That's his whole thing. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm not Handsome Dan. And Handsome Dan is Harry Shearer. <laughs> yeah. It's not the yeah. actual good-looking guy. That's that's what the Wayansville movies are really I'm good I'm sorry. At. There's little bits that are really yes. funny. I meant to say Ted McGinley, not John C. McGinley. Wrong McGinley. Right. Um, first one, definitely more timeless. Better movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, f- funnier. The second one does a lot of the same stuff, and there are some parts of the second movie I love, but, it, but it's just it's just not as good. Is it the only sequel based on a Saturday Night Live sketch? I can't think of any sequels.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I'm. Mm, I'll bet it is because like I'm, hmm. Lover's Man too. <laughs> Ladies Man, you mean? Ladies Man, yeah. Sorry, Ladies Man too. Uh, it's Pat too. <laughs> it's Pat 2? <too. laughs>
2: uh, St- uh, Stewart, uh saves his family. <laughs> um, uh blues brothers uh um, oh
1: there's blue no blues brothers oh, 2000. 2000 that's 2000. it yeah
2: that's it that's the other example that's it it's good trivia yeah. good trivia to know.
1: um wayne's <laughs> world is definitely one of the best it's the best uh snl sketch
2: movies right sketch movie it might be number one McGruber is also unbelievably funny
1: and really but good blues brothers is great too
2: yeah blues brothers is good
1: it's just it's a classic that i mean um I think for I mean I don't have this, the nostalgia for these movies because I also I I also didn't watch them as a kid but I think the first one's pretty pretty great and um I also like loved Austin Powers growing up so for whatever reason like Mike Myers doing those two characters I just like pretty much like anything he does with those two characters I'm 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 laughing um, even though I know it's pretty stupid it's like it's yeah I just think he's I like his sensibility for the most part. Yeah. Um I do too.
2: They I'm I've always been really happy with what they managed to do with the Wayne's World movies compared to what the sketches. The sketch yeah. the sketches just like a joke of, you know, guys in their basement obsessed with rock and it's just supposed to be funny like the movies take this onto a whole new level of all these little jokes and references yeah. and sarcasm yeah. and it's like, like it's very like little good
1: sketches yeah there's like almost like what you're saying dan there's like almost like it's a movie like that's like packed with sketches yes right and then there's a plot going through it but it's really about those little bits like that keep coming up same thing with austin powers honestly and it's and cb4
0: from this year like we talked about like very similar which one cb4 yes
2: Yeah. yeah it is very similar yep i do have nostalgia with Wayne's World, and really with the '90s SNL crew, right. and those pack of movies and those pack of people, Adam Sam, Adam Sandler, Farley Spade, Spade. This Sandler. Is, this is a big thing for me in the '90s. This is more like me and my dad stuff, like uh, watching a lot of this stuff, and uh, Chris Farley especially is an uh, will always be an obsession of mine, um, and. Yeah, then this movie definitely falls in that category. But Wayne's World is funnier than a lot of them. But we're talking about Wayne's World two. I keep going back to the first one. Yeah, um, Wayne's World two as a movie, there are a lot of bits that are funny, but yeah. it just it. But like they make a reference to a Richard Gere movie at one point where Chris Farley, he he's a, he's in the first one, but as a I think a different character. Yeah, okay, I remember now. Chris Farley in the first one is randomly like a bodyguard, like a security guard at the concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He yes. just does like the different yes. directions. They should go in, and he's like really aggressive with how he's pointing the directions. <laughs> in the second movie, he's one of the guys <laughs> training to be uh, security for Wayne Stock, and he's getting flung with the tennis balls. And he's like, yeah. why are you here? And it's a reference to... Richard Gere military movie. I don't know. I haven't oh, seen uh, it. Officer, Officer and, a gentleman. and a gentleman. It's a reference to Officer and a Gentleman yeah. where Chris probably <laughs> says, because I got no place else to go. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's a reference to that, which is always my favorite part of the movie. And then there's also the weird dream sequences in the sand dunes. Yeah, and with, like the the the, oh, yeah. with the Jim Tim Morrison. Jim yeah. Morrison. Yeah. Also, Tim yeah. Meadows plays Sammy Davis Jr. at one point.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. probably a reference to to the doors, right? That just came out. Yes. That's what
2: it is. Yeah. Yes. It's a real, yeah. it's so they're poking fun at that. Christopher Walken takes over the basically the uh Rob Lowe role as Me- <laughs> you know, it's just a dick. Um, he like picks but, up the guitar in the studio
0: and shreds <laughs> like, yeah, when they <laughs> when T. Carrere's band is in the studio.
2: Yes. And they try to pull their their one of my also favorite parts is they try to pull their prank on Christopher Walken. Where they say uh, a sphincter says what and he's like you want me to say what like i don't get it yeah like he, he, o- <laughs> he owns them and yeah and then their their reaction is like okay you you big we are small we are little yeah you're big like yeah that i love that part because he just owns the <laughs> like it's so funny um yeah i love all the way yeah all way all wayne's world stuff i have a lot of nostalgia for it i love it all I mean it's an interesting Eric,
0: yeah, because like I, we, I mean we should definitely move on, but I, I, I was definitely more into the SNL like the cast after that. Like I didn't like start, so I, I didn't really, I wasn't really into like the Chris Farley movies. I didn't see them then at that time. Uh, It really was just Jim Carrey and Steve Martin for me at that time. Um, Gotcha. I like that we all have different areas i love i love jim <laughs> carrey too I love my errors is,
1: is is chevy chase bill murray uh gilda Radner, <laughs> stuff i grew up on <laughs> no um, i mean i am i i do think i like those people the most but i grew up on this I'm, i grew up on the era that brandon's talking about which was yeah. maya rudolph anagastire yeah Tina oh, Fey. well, and I mean, whatever. yeah, I'm the same age. That, as I mean, you that's guys. when we watched yes, it. But yeah. I'm yeah. most nostalgic about th- that later '90s, early 2000s stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because well, that was yeah. when I was old enough to watch it. All right, let's move on. We let's have one
0: on. more movie to talk about, uh, and we it is for two weeks. The Pelican Brief. The the last two weeks of December. The <laughs> Pelican Brief.
2: But before we do that, Danny's got a lot more movies to list that were uh, <laughs> that were in the theaters, such as "We're Back," "A Dinosaur Story." Oh, I've just referenced that. Full Eclipse, "A Dangerous Woman," Six Degrees of Separation," That's Madonna.
1: I think. Um, don't think so. Maybe. "A Dangerous Woman" is Deborah Winger. Oh my God! Sorry.
2: And the She does a,
1: she, she does a movie similar to Body of Evidence called Something Like That. So anyway, <laughs> it's Deborah
2: Winger and the Jill Because that was
1: on the was that on the um, uh, Humphrey Port?
2: A dangerous oh. woman. Wait,
1: Wasn't that scene on the, on the Humphrey
2: no? That was my scene. Yes, it <laughs> was. Okay, that yeah. was the weird oh, Gabriel Byrne Deborah Winger scene. Right. Very yeah, weird. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Six Degrees of Separation. Geronimo, an American Legend. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, one of my favorites. Oh, great. Big time show choir movie. (laughs) Uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, Schindler's List. Uh And Schindler's List comes Ah, out out around this time.
1: Excellent. All right. Okay, The Pelican Brief is a 1993 American legal thriller film. So this is the type that Brandon likes, (laughs) legal thriller It's a 1990, hey, so this is actually a novel by John Grisham, who also wrote The Firm. The Firm. So two this year. Mm
2: -hmm. Two legal
1: thrillers, both number one, but this one is directed by Alan J. Pakula, who did um, All the President's Men. Yep. And others, too. Um, Clute. Yes, Clute, and there's another big one, right? Parallax. Something. Did he do Sophie's Choice? Oh, yes. Or he yeah. did?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All
1: right. Okay. yeah. And no
0: Mockingbird. Did he?
1: Oh, oh yeah. No he, oh, no, he
0: produced it. Okay, that's what it okay. was. Okay. Anyway, so this. yeah.
1: And then the film stars Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington, Sam Shepard and Stanley Tucci and John Lithgow, others. Uh, the music is by James Horner. Who also did Titanic? Titanic. And uh the budget was forty five million. The box office was one hundred and ninety-five point three million. Have not seen it, but we had a good look at look at Julia Roberts' baseball cap, Nick's mm-hmm. baseball cap, on uh the Dan and Bravo nineteen ninety three episode. I have also not seen it. So Brandon? This is your kind of movie. We know you've seen it. Yeah. What do you got? I mean, if if The Firm
0: starring Tom Cruise is right up my alley, a, a movie, a legal thriller starring Denzel is just like the billboard for it. I don't love this movie as much as The Firm, and it, 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 it it's always frustrating for me because I want I want to like it more than I do. It's still very watchable. It's really fun. It's not as good of a movie as The Firm, but it's like this is one of those movies that if like if it was on I would always just watch it from whatever point it was. Um and at a certain point it's just like permeated. It's uh again like you know where you just have so many uh actors like that show like Stanley Tucci is an assassin. Basically the whole thing is to, is Supreme Court justices are are assassinated and uh julia roberts is dating uh her professor and he gets killed uh, because they like they have information and um and denzel is a reporter and so he's like helping julia roberts like get the story out so again lots of paperwork lots of discussion <laughs> over uh like information and like yeah, it's just like, you know, like a political action-y thriller um, on the run. You got Anthony Heald is in there, who is like, he's, you know, he's in uh, Silence of the Lambs as the uh, the guy who runs the prison. Um, I can't think of his, his name. Uh, he plays, yeah, Dr. Chilton in front of you, you would know who he was. Uh,
1: the pompous asshole dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in the basement. T- Tony Goldwyn is in it uh from Ghosts, you know, oh. who we uh we talk about. Yeah. Uh William Atherton, Sam Shepard. It's yeah, it's great. I mean, I I think there are, you know not many people would vouch for it as much as I would, but I also would say maybe in the maybe right in the middle of like legal thrillers. There's like not actually as much legal juice as you would want. In your legal thriller, it's like just make it a thriller. <laughs> but there, is, there is a briefcase. You know, there is, there is, you know, chasing in crowds. You know, we, we, you said with Julie Roberts with her hat. There's disguises, and I think you know what it is. I, I'm just realizing now as I'm talking it out. It's, it's Denzel not getting to be as Denzelish as you would want. Okay. Um, it could have used some more uh, Denzel, even though he's the main character, besides Robert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that one needs more Denzel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I would see it, but I don't know if I'm gonna be.
3: Um,
0: yeah,
1: this isn't one where I'm
0: like the firm where I'm like, you guys got to watch this movie someday. It's like if you come across right. it, watch it. So like the uh, malice,
1: you get same kind of thing as malice. Malice. Uh,
0: no, this is more more than malice. A little this bit more is, than malice. Okay. More, this
1: is this is like, this is like,
0: listen, if you're finding yourself that that this is a genre you can you can get on the same page with, put this on your watch list. Malice is like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> looking for more. <laughs> Like I, you've like you've caught up all
1: the good stuff. I need just need more of this genre. This is like no. This is like a gateway into the okay. genre. Okay. If it, all right, if you're trying to watch more of the genre, not a bad one to put in there. Yeah. When I outsourced my list of movies that came out this year that hit number one that I hadn't
2: seen to some of my colleagues, um, <laughs> the two that they said that they thought I should, I told them, "You got to give me two movies that you think I have to watch." They said. The firm and Pelican Brief. They said actually said oh. both of those. Yeah. Of all the ones it's, that, that I had. It's a good movie. Groups.
0: And, like, yeah, Grisham and uh, Crichton were like the two big authors of getting their work adapted. And then James Patterson a little bit later on with all the Alex Cross movies. Um, But that is that because the last number on this list it winds up being into January because of how time works and some of those days in that <laughs> week were in the be- the end of the year, but that was Mrs. Doubtfire anyway, so we don't need to talk about it.
1: Grover Cleveland.
0: Grover Cleveland. A Grover
1: Cleveland right at the end.
0: We started the year with a Grover Cleveland, <laughs> and we ended the year with a Grover Cleveland. And we're also going to end this by doing our list, because we went even longer than we thought on, well, there is no second half of this episode. We just kept straight through recording and didn't do anything <laughs>
2: different. Uh, but um, before we jump into that, to close out <laughs> the year, to list uh, just some other movies that came out while uh, the Pelican Brief was out, you've got Beethoven's Second, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Rest- Wrestling Ernest Hemingway, Who, Philadelphia, classic, uh, Yes, Batman, okay. Mask of the Phantasm, animated movie, Um, Grumpy Old Men, Heaven and Earth, Oliver Oliver Stone, Stone, War Epic, Uh, Shadowlands, Tombstone, I love Tombstone, (laughs) Uh, Big one for my dad, (laughs) 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 Uh, Ghost in the Machine, and Great Police album, and and In the Name of the Father, EDL, and in In uh. Just movie news. I don't really think there's much here. Oh, it talks about Schindler's List, um, won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Um, And then at the end of December, Turner Broadcasting System acquired Castle Rock Entertainment. So Castle Rock gets bought. Oh. Castle Rock, which we always see at the end of Seinfeld. Right. Got bought by TBS.
1: All right, let's uh, go through some. uh, Ah, makes sense why they're on, why Seinfeld's on TBS. Very uh, funny. <laughs> oh,
3: isn't, that very, very King,
0: <laughs> isn't that the Stephen King? Isn't that the
1: Stephen King
0: town, Castle Rock, like yeah. the town that all his? Because sh- sh- he, uh, um, the guy that we talked about, the director who had the crazy run, Rob Reiner, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't Castle Rock his thing? Is that what you just said?
1: Yeah, it was a few good men for sure. So I'm guessing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um Dream Theater oh, they you were, could describe they they did as Castle Misery
0: Rock. Misery together. <laughs> oh, Castle Rock. All right. So let's do our category. Ben so and Sting. Let,
3: let's do sting, uh yeah. yeah,
0: definitely Sting. Yeah. Uh the, Moat Rock. Um and <laughs> the Moat. Uh let's do let's do most surprising first. Um oh, I guess we're I guess we're gonna wind up going in presenter order. Hell yeah, Doc. Oof. Um, honestly, I think I'm going to say, in terms of looking at this and what happened, I'm going to say The Firm is the most surprising because it went for three weeks and knocked Jurassic Park out of there and wound up being such a high grosser for the year. I that's think
2: that's a, yeah. su- surprising. That's interesting. Yeah, the performance, for sure. The
1: performance is, is interesting. Yeah, yeah, a movie that made time, that much money. The, the time Jurassic- period. Yeah of, of, yeah, of when. Like, Def- right
0: in the middle yeah. of the summer, <laughs> the firm, like, s- <laughs> kicks Jurassic Park out of number one.
2: Right. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Because um, uh, Jurassic Park certainly, with the rewatch value, too, you, you'd think people would go to see it, you know, twice. So, like, you know, a lot of the big movies, right. like, people and do. And it
0: went for 72 weeks,
2: as we said, or right. something God, like that. Right, crazy. Um, all right, Surprising. One of my answers is the movie I picked for worst. So maybe I'll just save that for the worst. Um and we talked about this a little bit on the show uh when when it got brought up that movie Dave was kind of surprising for me to um to hit number 1 at the box office just given the subject matter of it and given like the other things that are kind of really popular and hitting number 1. I was surprised at that, that one hit number. One. Although to be fair I'd never seen it. This is just but it makes a little more sense seeing how many stars are in the movie. Right? That it right. makes a little more sense kind of looking yeah. at just the cast alone. Um, I have, honestly, a better answer for this, but I'm saving it for what I think is the worst movie of the year. But for now, I'll say Dave. Okay.
1: I also said Dave, and I was trying to think why. I guess it's because, you know, there's a few others that I was like, I, I can I can see why this is number one. Like, for example, the Bruce Lee story, I would have said that if I didn't know that Brandon Lee... Didn't, didn't die, like, two months earlier. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, like, oh, that might have a connection there. It's, like, pretty topical. that. So maybe that's what made that movie number one. Or not. Maybe people love Bruce Lee still, so. um, Yeah, I think Dave, Dave is not super surprising, but I think it's the most outlier comedy for some reason. I, I, I don't know. I, I could see it being, like, a big movie, but not a big movie I, see, I can see it being like a a, a movie that does decently but hitting right. number one yeah i guess it's kind of surprising but i, I had trouble picking one honestly i don't think yeah. any of these are like so surprising right right yeah nothing is a shocker and i also kind of going off of what brandon said too my my I guess my biggest shocker is not necessarily that the firm um became number one but that Jurassic Park just never came back. Like, I thought Jurassic Park would be number one just for more weeks. Right. And for some, you know, it didn't have that huge of a run. Like, The Fugitive had a bigger number one run. Yeah. But it yeah. still was the number one film of, of the year, so. Right. Who cares? Right. Um. Okay, should we do quick lists
0: of what we would want to see? Yeah. And then we'll do least favorite, and then we'll do favorite. Yeah. Let's just do, for for the ones we want to see, let's just each person name your ones, and then when we do the top five, we'll do it in, like, round-robin style or whatever. Make okay. sense? Yeah. Um, well, I've seen a lot of these movies, so I, you know, had a little bit of slim pickings. Based on... Uh, Dave's description, the good son now is my number one that I want to see. Hell um, yeah. Uh, Sliver went down a notch. It was going to be probably my one that I wanted to see the most, but I think Sliver actually went down below striking distance. Striking distance sounds worse than I thought it would be, and so I want to see it more. <laughs> I thought it was just going to. I thought it was going to kind of be boring but I, now I kind of want to watch it, and then I want to watch Sliver and then Enter the Dragon or whatever it's called, Dragon Season.
2: Yeah, Dragon, I definitely recommend. It's a cool movie. Um, so I made, yeah, I guess I made like a top three that I wanted to see that I haven't seen in, in no particular order. I, I really want to see Cliffhanger, you know, Stallone action movie, I, I'm in, pretty much no matter what it is. Um, uh, the Good Son, uh, that's, that's a movie I've, I, I've I wanted to see years ago, and then forgot about it, and then you know came back up again. Definitely want to watch it, and I've ever seen like bits and pieces of it. I've never seen the whole movie. Um, and then the Pelican Brief. That's uh, mm. I, I, I'd like to watch it. I've just you know
1: off of uh, your friend's recommendation.
2: Yeah, and Brandon was trying to tell me not to, but despite Brandon trying to tell me not to <laughs> see it specifically, I <laughs> <laughs> I
1: uh, I still want to see it despite Brandon's wishes. Uh, the ones I want to watch are Demolition Man. It's you know, that's a that's an oversight for me and same as Mrs. Doubtfire. I feel like those are two oversights that I should have seen at this point. And then I also want to see Dave cuz I seem like I would be into that movie. Oh yeah. And it's it's my name, so <laughs> it has a special place in my heart. Actually, yeah, I want to see Dave too actually.
2: Yeah, will call that a number 4 for me. All right,
0: least favorite. So this was hard because, like, there's nothing out of there's nothing that I've seen that I'd like immediately. I'm like, I don't like that movie. And I probably would like something like Beverly Hillbillies less than what I'm going to say, but I don't have as much of a memory of it. So I'm just going to say Malice because it's the one that I have the fresh memory of that I could say, don't watch it.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, I also made I had I, ha, I made an overrated. I don't know if you guys did that at all. Um, I had that too. Yeah, Brandon, did you pick an overrated? I didn't, but I can
0: look while you're talking.
2: Um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll say that, and Dave says that too. Um, I don't even necessarily agree with this. I, I wrote it before we started recording. I'm gonna say the Nightmare Before Christmas that's uh, fair I'm gonna put that as overrated even though I do think it's great I do love it I just as we talked about the culture surrounding it and just the obsession chill chill a little bit I think that's the most overrated movie of the year should I say worse now or, or? yeah do okay. your worst as well worst is cop and a half by a mile it's not right. even close cop oh. and a half is the worst movie I mean, I haven't even seen you know, all the movies on this list. I can confidently say, a "Cop and a Half" is the worst, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of my real answer for surprising too. Because Burt Reynolds has star power to get a number one movie with his stupid like uh, buddy cop with a kid thing. I, I mean, I guess, but I mean, it was, it was bad. Must have had a hell of a trailer because <laughs> uh, it was shit.
1: Um, my most overrated of the ones I've seen, you know, for the same reasons I talked about earlier in the show, I'm going to say Jurassic Park. But <laughs> it's still a great movie. I just don't think it's at that top 5 Spielbergian classics as as a lot of people of our generation put it, you know. So I think it's a little overrated for our age group. It's still a great uh uh 90s blockbuster. Excellently made. So Um, bottom you know this is kind of tough because I didn't hate any of the movies I saw they're all kind of like bad but there was something like fun about (laughs) them like Sliver and The Good Son and Three Musketeers there was all they were all like not really great movies but I enjoyed watching them for the most part if I had to pick one of those three I guess I go for Three Musketeers just because it is like the most dull Right. But it's still enjoyable. So Sliver's like way more absurd and The Good Son is way more absurd. They're probably worse movies than The Three Musketeers, but they're a little bit more watchable because they're so outrageous at moments, you know? So, but I guess I'll say Three Musketeers, but it's not like a strong dislike at all. Right. There. I'm
0: definitely like... You know, I think maybe going into this, I would have been right there with you saying Jurassic Park is overrated. But just to get some other things out there, I actually kind of think The Fugitive because it's a movie that I like a lot. But I right. just don't I just don't think it's as much there. There are just other movies that kind of do similar things just as good, if not better. That's fair. so uh, wow. for how I kind of agree it, a little bit for how popular and successful it is I just think it's kind of it's just kind of a little underwhelming um and I think if you if you plop uh just Tommy Lee Jones not even Harrison Ford like Dave the point you were making if anybody else was in that movie I think the movie would go down a bunch of notches in people's books Oh
1: it would tank I would, would who cares about that movie at all right if it's not Tommy Lee Jones I, I don't know about that I mean, there's some people that could definitely could do it, but I mean, Tommy Tommy Lee Jones is that movie for me. For me. I mean,
2: yes. And for many people. He's the best part of that movie. The way you made it. I feel like you guys are not giving Harrison. Well, I don't know. Maybe Uh, I I haven't seen it in a while. I really like Harrison Watch it again. I like him, but. I think I saw (laughs) it like five years ago, maybe four years ago. And I really, really liked it. Like, maybe even more so than when I saw it years ago. But um, I'm probably in the camp of people that are rating a couple of these movies highly. We're about to find out in our ratings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's get to the top five. Yeah. So now to get to this, I, I, I can, I'm looking at this list and I can, I can imagine the kind of like internet list of what would be the top five. And it's just like, I probably none of them are on mine. But also, I'm not like, Well, I I haven't really finished my 93 uh, at all. But um, I would say two, maybe three will make my top 20. Um, Oh. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, so my number five. um, And yes, I I guess I got to kick that
2: one out. Um, I just did a last minute switch as well.
0: I'm going to kick out Demolition Man for Groundhog Day. That's your number five. As my number five. Okay. We don't really need to share our thoughts. We've already done it.
2: Presenter Danny here. I have just kicked out Wayne's World 2. It was fake nostalgia, the more I think about it. (laughs) And I've switched it with real nostalgia, which is Adam's Family Values. That's my number five.
1: Very cool. My number five is A Few Good Men. Oh wow! I'm yeah. glad you like that, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah it's I a mean, great, it's a great movie. What's
1: there not to like about it?
0: Solid movie. Yeah, solid movie. Uh, my number four is Dave. I love that
2: movie. That was Brandon speaking. For any confusion, <laughs> Brandon's favorite is Dave. Number well, yeah, fourth I- favorite. Uh, Danny here. Number four for Danny is Groundhog Day.
1: Number 4 for Davey is Jurassic Park. <laughs> wow.
2: Oh, uh, cuz it's a small list of movies Dave has seen also. I haven't seen a lot of <laughs> oh, these movies. Okay. Yeah. And, and
1: again, I do think it's very good. I just, yeah. you know, of the movies I've seen, it's the fourth best in my. It probably be my 7, I would say.
3: So,
0: oh, it's not on your top 5. It's not on my top okay. 5.
1: Uh, my
0: number 3 is Adams Family
2: Values. Wow. Number three for Danny is The Fugitive. Love it.
1: Uh, number three for me is Adam's Family Values. Okay. Wow.
2: I'm happy, very happy about that. That's a special, special movie for me. I'm happy all three of us really like it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great one.
0: Uh, number two, in my opinion, the best movie on this list, but my number two, Poetic Justice.
1: Uh-huh. Wow. Yes. Oh, you know what? Forgot to put that on my I'll have, want to watch, yeah, I'll but I have to see I'll have that to too. i have to add
2: that, yeah. Forgot about that one. Um, number
1: two for Danny is Jurassic Park. Number two for me is The Firm.
2: Also really good, yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. and
0: number one for me, I mean, yeah, I do think Poetic Justice is the best movie on this list, but it's mm-hmm. The Firm. I'm not going to be cute. It's my favorite movie on this list. <laughs> I'm going to watch right. it a
2: billion more times in my life. I just saw The Firm for the first time and, like, unfortunately, nostalgia just took control and has too much power right now. I think that's totally I rare. really, reasonable. really love The Firm. I think it would be in my ranking if I had seen it years ago. You know, but maybe that's a stupid way to do this, but it's, it's just how I feel right now. I'm not as attached to it as I am with these other ones. My number one is by um, a country mile is uh Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah.
1: And my number one is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But it, um it's, it's one of the best com I think it's one of the best comedies of this era. And probably the best Bill Murray of this era, so <sighs> Whew, I think yeah. you guys kinda underrated it. It, it has oh, okay. um It's in the top five. Yes, it was in both your guys' yeah. top five.
2: <laughs> it has no flaws. I'll say that Groundhog it's Day has great. like zero it's, flaws. It's like such yeah. a great movie to to just watch. Like it just makes you feel good. Like it's
1: and it's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's yes, definitely. It's just like um, great concept. It's there's a, a lot of emotion. It's well acted. Good turn. And I'm thinking um. It's pretty beloved, actually. So I I think it would probably be in the top five of most people's lists, anyway.
2: Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. So Brandon is calculating the points. Yeah. Um, Very it's been a while since one time we do the show. I know it's right. been it's it's been a while
0: <laughs> since we've done this, but I forgot how much I love doing this part at the end of the Billboard. Yeah, Denver this Port is Bills. a you thing. Um, well, coming in with uh six points is Jurassic Park. Made it okay. uh, on Dan and Dave's list. Tied for second place with seven points each is The Firm and Adam's Family Values. Wow. Okay. Making the number one film, Groundhog Day.
1: Wow. There you go. It's not underrated <laughs> in, all, <laughs> in all three of our yeah. lists. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's I like that. That's yeah. I'm very happy with that. It's a great
0: movie. Um, now just out of curiosity, so are the top four for us? Groundhog Day, Adams Family, The Firm, Jurassic Park. The box office for the year was Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, and The Firm. So we did have two of the top four in our top four. Our consensus. Um, And then Groundhog Day and Adam's Family, nowhere near the top ten of the year, (laughs) box Um, office-wise. But, yeah. So, that was fun. That was long.
1: It's long, but... Maybe um, something we'll do. We kind of knew that going in. Yeah, maybe something we'll do. A lot of movies, a lot to talk about.
0: uh, Possibly something we'll do one more time for this decade. Uh, We'll talk about it uh, off air. But, for now uh i'm i present your brand in it box office brand box office brand uh board boxed can I get your badge number uh my badge <laughs> number <laughs> <laughs> uh is um goodbye whatever however you type that out on a calculator or a phone. <laughs> What's that stay tuned
2: for a bonus box <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's our mail subscription service where we send you uh, like a grab bag of
2: crap <laughs> 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 alright presenter Danny here signing out thanks for listening We're the-
1: uh, Dave Cologne I'll make this uh, pelican <laughs> brief and say bye bye cinematic host punch yes we are and why don't we say <laughs> cut Cut. Hated it. Hated it. That's a wrap.
3: It. <laughs>